All right, we did it. We're live again. Oh, we did it. Hooray. Welcome to an, an especially live bowl of dude soup. <laughs> sorry about sorry about going live going live a little late today. Um, some settings got all twisted around, but we or, or rather Omar untwisted them. So <laughs> the hero of the age. Thank you, Omar, for saving us. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just take it. <laughs> we'll just take it from the top again. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, today's episode of dude soup, dude soup is brought to you by Audible and Movement. Um, you can go to audible.com/dudesoup for a 30-day free trial for audiobooks and more. And also go to movementwatches.com slash dudesoup for 15% off your order. We're wearing these nice little watches today. Uh, and just, just to be clear, that's mvmtwatches.com. Um, it's pronounced movement. It's spelled mvmtwatches.com slash dudesoup, 15% off. So thank you to both of our sponsors. Uh, and hey, E3 happened. How about that? Yay. We got video games, <laughs> huh? No, it's, it's strange. Um, I love E3. I always will. But... It's weird. It's getting all split up. Most of the most of the big games were already announced. There yeah. were some really awesome surprises. Resident Evil Seven looks so good. It really yep, does. It does. It does. Holy shit! Did you guys did you guys have a chance to play the little teaser they put out? No, no. I I think we should do that for the channel. I don't yeah. know how you guys feel That's about that. But I played through it last night and it's it's fucking good. It's very PT though, which is not I, a bad thing at all. But it looks very PT. Even just the end montage of that trailer where it's yeah. all, it's it's just cutting between really abstract images and stuff. I'm like. Eh, just disturbing imagery. Is that also in VR? Oh god, I hope not. It, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil oh. 7 is absolutely oh. coming in VR. I will happily awesome. watch someone so cool. else do In that. January 2017, not the release window that I was expecting at oh. yeah. all for Resident Evil games. Yeah. There was a lot of weird releasing, and I guess there's just there's a shitload to talk about. So everything's stacking up in October, which is really weird. Yeah, Yeah. October, oh, what's kind of, is Last Guardian October? Oh, I think I so. Think it's, I think it is, yeah. And they show that at the end. Uh, what else is October? Pretty much everything. Like, everything that's not Call of Duty. Everything it, had a weird fall release date. Yeah. Yeah, it's either that or, yeah, early, early January, which is such a strange time to release. I think uh, October is kind of the new holiday release window, almost. Like, like mm -hmm. November is, 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 not even December anymore, November is the holiday release month. And now I guess it's, it's like encroaching on October. Well, it's usually, it's usually that there's a big release in November that's scaring everything else away. Yeah. So it's either like Fallout 4 or Call of Duty, but th this year doesn't have one of those yet. Unless Call of Duty Infinite Warfare counts. Which, by the way, that gameplay demo was also pretty cool. That was really yeah. cool. I will actually everybody fooled, it. too. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize I was caught at first. Nobody, nobody did, when we were all watching it. The first were, reveal looks so dumb. Also, the <laughs> UI was different. Because it's caught in space. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, the UI was at least cleaner. It was, yeah. That's, that's nice. Well, so, yeah, I mean, what are, you, what are you guys' highlights? I, I can't oh think of boy. really anything that let me down. Um, um. I was a bit bummed to see, like, Horizon... Zero Dawn has a dialogue system and a crafting system. <laughs> I had really hoped that it was just an open world kind of action action game, but whatever. Fine. If I have to fucking farm up 18 corn cobs to make a <laughs> make a mine so I can <laughs> kill a, a robo mechano spider, some I don't know, man. It's yeah, gonna be like that though. Was totally a normal stream of consciousness right there. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have a normal mind. Oh, well, also we're playing about corn. <laughs> speaking of new announcements, playing uh, playing Trials of the Blood Dragon right, right now, right. which has side scrolling, which is awesome. Yeah, right? you get off the bike and you can run around and jump off yeah, platforms. Shoot things. Cool. Shoot things. Yeah. Oh, but no level editor. No yeah, level that's editor. Kind of Don, Don, our Don, our editor was very upset about that. Well, very, the very fact very that it has platforming may be why it doesn't have a level editor yet. Yeah, Don. Like, chance. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't make it. They couldn't like find a way to make a level editor around those mechanics as well. Right. So anyway, what were you guys' takeaways? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? Uh... I mean, I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't a lot of um, things that I was looking forward to seeing released or talked about, like Final Fantasy VII. Mm. I had nothing talked about. I mean, I know that's, that Squeenix said 
don't ask us about Kingdom Hearts 3 and don't ask about Final Fantasy 7, but I was kind of hoping that by saying that they were gonna give us a yeah. little something, but they actually meant like, no, we're giving you jack shit. Um, but I liked what Sony did with their presentation. It was just trailer, 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 drop the mic, we're done. That, I am excited about that. That's I thought it was pretty classy as yeah. fuck to have a, a Orchestra. A yeah, an orchestra, an orchestra playing a score throughout the that entire demo. That was so cool. It was I, how many rehearsals beautiful. did that take oh, to get know, it synced up perfectly? That was so awesome. But I'm I'm excited for the new, like we said, the new Resident Evil game, mm. and also the new Kojima game. Like, yeah. That, that, wait, does it have a name? I can't remember. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. That's right. That Boy. one. BP. Very, very PT esque. It was. Oh, I seemingly. thought it was more BP oil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in oil. It We've was. got baby oil handprints all over him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was so many questions that I had to ask after that trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly, why is Norman Reedus naked? Just why was he holding a ghost baby? Why yeah. was he holding a ghost baby that came out of him? There were a lot of questions. There were so many questions, but the questions made me more interested in the game, and I'm pretty excited to see where they're going with this because that man's a genius. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's going to be good. He is. He's something. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's something. As, right. as, as time goes by, his game seemed to... Five wasn't quite like this, but sort of was. I don't know. He just gets more and more kind of art house. Oh, wow. He just kind of does whatever's in his weird little mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he, he trusts that. It's yeah. funny because he, uh, Kojima tweeted like, "Oh, the night before E3, I was at my good friend Nicholas Winding Refn's new film. Uh, the guy that made Drive. <laughs> yeah, if you guys right. don't know who, oh. he, watching who he is, but uh, and I was like, oh, of course you would be at his new film, <laughs> Kojima. I love Kojima. I, I was so, so excited that that he showed up and showed that game. And I." I have enough blind faith in him to make something that we're all going to be excited about, oh, and, at, and at least intrigued and like stimulated by, if mm -hmm. not Im, you know, and impressed, if not in love with it, right. we'll still have those reactions to it. Yeah, um, he always yeah. he always finds a way to make something that's interesting, even if even if it's not objectively good. I don't sure. know. Right, it's interesting. Whatever he'll do, it'll catch our attention. Mm -hmm. We'll be entertained by it. We'll get some good videos out of it. It'll cause some some ruckus. It'll give some great conversation. Will it necessarily be the greatest game ever? I don't know. There wasn't really much about it other than Rita's ass. Yeah. So I'm not sure. If That's enough for now. I do sure. want somebody to make the Kojima, I'm back, like Randy Quaid. Because <laughs> yeah. when he came out and he was like, I'm back, I was like, I'm back. I thought that was the greatest entrance in any E3 conference ever, was mm. a plat like a path appearing in front of him and him just going, I'm back. It oh, was geez. like the prodigal son has returned. It was incredible. I was really excited about it. Also, hey, uh, guys, like Star Trek VR. Oh, yeah? How cool is that, that gonna cool. be? That looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's, there are a lot of nerds that were really yeah, excited it's, about it's that. It's too yeah. much. It's too much, though. Really, I don't know. Really excited. That's At a certain point, it's it's irresponsible for people <laughs> to make things like that. Because I, I have to go to work still. <laughs> and my job can't be cool. pretending to be in on the... NCC seventeen oh one all day. Although they're not even in that one anymore. Are they not? No, it has some crazy moniker now. I didn't. Omar, did you catch it? Aren't they on the Enterprise? That's the only one I know. It's called the Enterprise, but it oh. always has a different designator. Listen, because they keep blowing them up. I know nothing I know. about Star Trek. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Omar? She doesn't know anything about subject. That's I've seen I've seen an episode because I was forced to. Yeah, no. I, hey, you just do you. Episode, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't have to like it, because I don't, and I and I don't. No, it's probably best not to. It's, but I am excited for the VR because I know that that's an experience that a lot of people have been talking about. Absolutely. Is pretending to be, you know, like actually on the ship and having a duty and having a job because isn't FTL kind of like that? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, Except you're yeah. managing an entire crew. But right, yeah, yeah. but having like your one job and and being the engineer or the pilot or whatever and working with your friends. 
I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I know that I'll play it because it seems really cool. It's the, a fun co-op. The Star Citizen have support for the Vive? I thought they were trying to build that in at some Good point. Good question. I don't recall. Oh yeah, because I, I thought that that was sort of something that was coming, and that sounds like you know a lot, a lot like the Star Trek thing. Mm -hmm. That's so definitely yeah. <laughs> people do buy into Star Citizen because that's the fantasy they want. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe not so much the Star Trek experience, but the the space like flying around mercenary experience. Well, press mm -hmm. B to start okay. with. And I think if I heard uh, my dad correctly, he was saying that you can create your own character. And really? stuff, oh yeah, no. like you can be whoever you want. Oh no! And uh, so you can make your own commander. Or, or whatever. you could be the captain of a. Uh, host, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be though. I wouldn't. What would you be? Federation starship. I'd probably, I'd probably be an engineer. Would you be I'd, a Romulan? I'd be the one who has to like, <laughs> when they're when they're trying to speed up the ship. I'd be the one who opens up a panel and swaps around all the colored colored discs I mean, like to make I get it go it. faster. <laughs> yeah, and then the, somehow I'd find some reserve energy power in some matrix unit. Who knows? <laughs> and I get it all stabilized. That'd be me. Speaking of, I'd be uh, Barclay. Speaking of <laughs> Barclay, speaking of <laughs> VR uh, with Fallout, Fallout oh, 4, yes. right? I, I, that's something that you said you were probably going to go back to now. Yeah, so yeah, I, I played Fallout 4 to the extent that I just didn't care anymore, which yeah. didn't take long to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I talk shit about Fallout a lot, but <laughs> essentially, okay. I got bored pretty quick because every single mission felt exactly the same. That said, the one thing I always did like about Fallout was the just like going into an interior, walking around a building, and looking at all the stuff and reading things on the computers and, and figuring out the story of what happened there like pre-war or post-war mm -hmm. um, that you put together through like emails and stuff like that. That was always the exciting part for me because that stuff's ge pretty generally well written and I like, the, I like the pace of finding it yourself as you explore an guy. area. Um, and mm -hmm. I feel like doing that in VR would only, would only accentuate or uh, support that. Yeah. The mm -hmm. things I don't care about so much, the, like, the combat and the, the quest structure both kind of fall super flat for me. But I can endure that for a little bit. I, I don't know. I just think VR would would really highlight the things that I enjoy about Fallout 4 and bring them to the forefront. Yeah, it, it sure. feels like one of those video games that should have kind of always had it. You know, like it's like, and I feel like once, well, if the vibe actually, you know, if it works well with Fallout, you'll <laughs> be like, why did I never play this game without this? You know, right. like it feels like something that you need to make it uh, a more immersive video game. Absolutely. Is it yeah. going to be controller support or is it going to be with the two Vive handles? I don't know. Oh, that's, man. A, that's a really good question. Oh, man. Because I feel like a lot of Fallout is wandering the wasteland and yeah. if you can only teleport, I feel like that might kill it. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that they'll uh. have some sort of, some like, because I mean the, the two motion controls, they usually have something that will help you move. You know, you can you do this or whatever and your character will go. Right. I'm sure that they'll have that. I'm sure they'll, they'll build that. I would love just exploring the wasteland yeah. in VR, just yeah. looking around, even if I'm not doing anything, just seeing all the details for myself would be really cool. Aren't they doing Doom in VR as well? Yeah, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. <laughs> so it's so weird, Doom BFG was supposed to be VR, and it was. Uh, there was a QuakeCon where they were showing it on Oculus. This was like two, three years ago. And something fell apart. Um, it was supposed to be Oculus support, it was, I guess, I guess, the timelines just didn't match up, or some of the business dealings fell through. Well, yeah, because Carmack's now over at Oculus. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So th those connections were made, and the game was working in VR, and it was really awesome. I actually had the fortune of playing it. <laughs> but for some reason, they just immediately stopped talking about it being in VR. This was in B Doom 3 BFG edition. Yeah. And so that all that got dropped, and all of a sudden BFG didn't have VR support. So I have a feeling there was a business deal that fell through somewhere. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, sure and right. actually, on that note, there's a, there's a story out. Crow Team was talking about how Oculus tried to push them into making... Serious Sam VR and Oculus exclusive, and I didn't read the full story. Didn't really have time this morning, but something about that deal was was pretty aggressive, and so Crow Team decided, fuck it, we're going with Five instead because it's a more oh. open platform. Really? Yeah. So I, something something in those two makes me wonder if Oculus is being a little 
little heavy-handed hmm. with their with their deals and stuff like that, and it may have pushed its software out. I don't know. Um, all speculation, but still, yeah, Doom and Doom and fucking VR is going to be ridiculous. Do you think there's going to be a point in time where every game, just like how they do multiple releases on PS4 or Xbox, is going to be also compatible with VR? Like everything will be VR. You know, I. I hope that the option's there, but I think some things just aren't going to work. Yeah. I feel that. So like, uh, so take Mirror's Edge, for example. It's, it's, it's so tempting to say, if that were in VR, it'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> but I also think if it were in VR, it would, mer- it would kill people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's something about like motion sickness is a real problem with VR, mm-hmm. and especially about a game that has so much perceived player movement. Right. I think it's just not going to work for something like that. I think it would be really good for something like this. That would be cool. Like you're just seeing this kind of diorama that's scrolling in front of your eyes, and you you have the depth, and you can like look around or look down the track. Right. So I think I think there are a lot of applications for VR in games like traditional games that we haven't really haven't really seen yet. So I'm hoping that yeah, everybody kind of experiments with it and makes a mode where that's that's something that they can do. I hope VR gets to the point where we can have games like GTA, you know, that are but we can freely move around. Like it's the VR of. You know our childhood when you see like those 90s movies where it's like everything's virtual reality, you put it on and then you're in the game. You know, that's what I'm hoping that can be with GTA or, or Saints Row or something like that where you can actually like get a gun, shoot the gun with, in virtual reality and get in some sort of open world combat. I think that would be the coolest thing. I want to do that before I die. Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's bound to happen. Well, yeah. it, hasn't it already, didn't somebody already adapt GTA to like the Oculus or what? the Vive? Sort I, of. I, I saw a demo for it. It was... I mean, like, they, you know, they hacked it, basically, but it, right. wasn't, it wasn't, like, a full release type thing. Yeah. What you can do for DirectX, I think, 9 and up games, you can... Somebody did write something to just kind of jump into the rendering pipeline, and then... So you just cram some DLLs into your, into your basically, game install folder, and then you can play it through a, a, a Vive or a headset. Mm-hmm. But... And, and this was the case... I'm talking from experience, like, I had a... I bought an Oculus DK1 way back in the day. Um, it, was, it was not great, but it did work, and... One of the things I could get it working, like I tried to get Skyrim working with it. Right. And the way that you do that is basically what I was saying. You just there's a there's a hack to to re-render the game and from two perspectives and then put it on your eyeballs. <laughs> um, the problem is, and this is kind of related to what I was saying before, ju- just doing that is not enough because exactly. there's the whole issue of like pupillary distance and focus length and and the way you render things is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen 3D movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so the problem is with a 3D movie. It is a stereoscopic image, but the camera has already chosen a focal point. Right. So you have a 2D image of the split 3D, and then essentially the camera's trying to guess where you're gonna look and put that point in focus. Whereas in the real world, your eyes can focus wherever they want, mm-hmm. and then that will come into focus. The same problem, I had the same problem with Skyrim, where the depth of field effects would kick in, and I'd try to, be, I'd try to look at something that the camera doesn't think I'm looking at. So oh. it'd be super blurry in 3D, which really fucks, fucks with your perception. Um, so you essentially just have to look right in the middle all the time, um, and I think that's part of the thing that we're, that's one of the black ma- black magics involved with adapting things to VR. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually people are gonna figure out all those best practices and, and do the sort of thing where it's, they can templatize VR adaptation, but I don't think it's there yet. Yeah, and also just seeing it in 360 VR isn't enough sometimes. You wanna like, if there was a horseback riding game where you had phantom reins and mm. actually like move the horse, you know, the VR that we all hope is it's the one-to-one movement equals game thing. That's what I'm hoping for is just complete compatibility. You know, like uh, maybe they'll get rid of the wires and it'll be a wireless headset so you can really move around. Just once VR is 100% top-notch done is when I can die happy. 
I don't think it'll ever get there. That's true. I, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to VR and, and watching it grow because it's tech that, you, that doesn't suck. And we've yeah. had a lot of <laughs> shitty tech in recent years for gaming. There was like motion, which was okay. Yeah. But I think they capped out on what they could do with it pretty quickly. And then like with Kinect and Wii and all that stuff. Then we had, uh, shit, there was another, there was another flash in the pan. Oh, whatever. We're, I guess we're coming down off of motion, which is great. And yeah. if VR is the next kind of tech, Tech thing. Uh, augmented reality gets me excited too. Oh, I, yes. I would love to try the Hololens. The Hololens is amazing. Like, it, the the seamless, the seamless merging of like real world and then and then trying to incorporate video game is is cool to me. And especially when it comes to shopping. And I'll be like shopping at IKEA and testing a couch in my apartment. And I'll go, not that one, not that one. Uh, augmented reality. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's the people always ask, you know, what do you want more, augmented or virtual? And I think augmented is much better. Yeah. Only because I would, I, like, like at least I would want it for mundane things. Like, I need a waypoint. I want mm. to use Google Maps, and I want to know which way to turn, but I want it to just show me on my glasses. Like, I don't, video games would be cool, but also if I could just have Google Maps on glasses, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, something like that. I guess, like, did, I never really tried Google Glass. I don't know if I didn't you either. guys had any experience with it. Mm -mm. So my, my understanding of Google Glass, it's not augmented it's reality. It's not, no. Like it's, it's, not? it's not an overlay. It's just a phone yeah. phone display on your glasses. Mm -mm. So you can like look at texts and you can like have turn by turn. Right. But it's not going to like put a grid on the ground and then yeah, show you an arrow where to go. It's so not going there yet. That is the HoloLens because I did that last year at yeah. E3. And I think more than I, because Halo 5 I was really excited to play. But the fact that when you put on the HoloLens, and there was a waypoint that appeared in front of you. Yeah. And then I walked forward and it changed. And I walked backwards and it changed. They had to pry that HoloLens off my face. Because <laughs> I was just like, no, 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 I just want to be here with this waypoint. It's just such a simple, incredible technology. And where you focused on this one model, it was like it would the information would change based on where you were looking. And it just blew my freaking mind. So that's if augmented reality is a thing that can be for the consumers, you know, we can buy HoloLenses, we can buy better Google Glass. I'm here for that. Good stuff. I'll spend my money. I'll yeah. sell my soul. I don't Same care. Here. <laughs> we gotta get back to the games, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get back to games. Uh, well, no, we don't. First of all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to we have to celebrate another kind of media, and that is books, but books <laughs> on tape. Because we don't have we don't have time to uh, we don't have time to read. Too busy playing video games. Who needs reading? Actually, they're not. It's not even tape anymore. I was gonna say I don't have a cassette. Does anyone even call that? God, I just dated myself. Books on iPod. <laughs> yeah, oh. books on iPod. There you go. Books on Pod. Books on. This pod. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Audible, which is a really cool service. Um, at least you use Audible, don't you? I use it all the, constantly, all the time. Oh. Um, right now, I'm listening to the last book in the Bill Hodges Stephen King trilogy on Audible. Oh. Um, read by I don't remember, but I do have the Audible app on my phone, and I I love Audible. Yeah, it's um, a pretty cool service. Because essentially, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you have a monthly monthly subscription basically, but that gives you tokens that you didn't redeem to own audiobooks. Yeah, you get credits. So then, even if if say like you don't happen to use that credit that month, if you still store it, you still keep it as a credit that you can then later use. So I have a, a few built up credits now actually, um, and so now I'm kind of just dropping them more freely. Of like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this book. I think I'll try it, but. Uh, yeah, I I'm, have always been incredibly happy with Audible, and you know, I, I listen to it when I'm like going to the gym, or I'm walking Benson, or I'm driving. Like, it's perfect. I need um, to get into that. I've just been listening to, like, every time I go to the gym, I realize that I don't have any good new albums to listen to, uh, so I should uh. I should just listen to books. You feel that way? I get smart in mind and body. Exactly. <laughs> you feel double productive. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a great way to spend uh, 
a commute or a time at the gym or just uh, 10 minutes if you're bored. Actually, Zach Anner's book is on Audible too oh, and, he, and really? he reads it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, so I was like, oh man, maybe I, maybe I should get that. Okay, I have to check um, it out. Right, we're offering a 30-day trial with our promotional code, so please go to audible.com slash dudesoup. Browse the over 250,000 audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Once more, that, uh, that's audible.com slash dudesoup, or check a link in the description. So thank you for your sponsorship, Audible. I got to get on that stuff, man. I'm not, I'm losing it. I was, I, I used to read. That used to be the thing that I did before I went to sleep to calm down. Mm -hmm. Now I just, I just play video games until I go to sleep. Yeah, ditto. And it's not as, it's not as relaxing. Do you guys remember back in the day when Audible used to have brick and mortar stores? Really? And you would have to go and no, rent like, audiobooks. Oh. Yeah, I used to do that because I remember there was one over by my elementary school. My mom and I would get Harry Potter. Oh wow! And so on our commute, we would listen to Harry Potter together, um, and. But the fact that that was actually a thing is we would go, we would rent an audiobook and put it in to like a CD or a cassette or whatever and then return it is crazy. And now it's just like, oh, free download. Yeah, yeah. on the internet. On the internet. It's whatever. Man, a lot of libraries are getting to that point too where you can just digitally check things out and then digitally return them. Really? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Oh, they, yeah. That's super weird. They'll have like they licenses for, for Kindle downloads and then you just borrow one and then give it back. That's so weird. Yeah, I've done, I've done it. Um, and it is a weird feeling. <laughs> uh, this isn't actually a tangible thing. Man, my parents uh, used to dig in the library all the time. I, I don't even buy like uh, uh, actual like physical games anymore too. I buy yeah, digital, digital games, maybe on my new Xbox One S. I'm trying to bring this back, Lord. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so yeah, we got, um, on that note, two new consoles for Microsoft. I, so, I have loved Microsoft's messaging ever since Phil Spencer took over. To the, to the point where like, there was kind of a, a, a diplomatic fade out of any connect anything. <laughs> it, it, had its, it had its dying breaths and like, Phil never said, we're getting rid of this shit, but it's pretty obvious they were, they were getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. And then now we're at the point where not only did they announce the Xbox One S, but somehow, um, I won't say Phil specifically, but somebody also convinced them to come clean about Scorpio because it already leaked. And I really respect that, that, that move where it's like, well, they already know it's there. They know we're working on it. We might as well message it, put it on our terms. So they cut together kind of a cool, maybe a little self-aggrandizing <laughs> uh, promo clip about the Scorpio and how it's going to unlock video games for the human heart or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's super cool that they at least were really forward about it and being like, yeah, we have, a we have a slim out now. We're also making an even better one. So if you want to wait, you can. Uh, I saw somebody kind of complaining that Microsoft's messaging was muddied and that it was like, okay, we're having all these games out. You can play them on Xbox One or PC. We have two models coming out. There's a cheaper, smaller one and another bigger one that doesn't have a price yet and you don't know what it really does. So I get all that, but I also like that they really just tried to be as honest yeah. as possible and tried to give everybody what they wanted, mm -hmm. which I think is super cool. And I think it's rare to see that these days of people being totally honest about <gasps> what's going on oh. in games. And I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I can, I can respect that, being super honest about games. Yeah. Especially, was, was it during the Sony presentation that one game was like, out now? In two weeks, and I was like, I mean, "Microsoft what? got so much flack with the Xbox One release and DM, yeah. uh, DRM and everything that, like, I don't blame them for just being like, ah, we might as well just put it out there yeah. and not try to." But I, I think I, th I don't know. I think they deserve credit for yeah for for just leveling with people and also changing up changing up their messaging to be much more gamer centric. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, all the fucking football, TV, entertainment oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, all that stuff is super gone. Any of that anymore? Yeah, it's great. PlayStation didn't mention powers. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, surprised about that. Actually. <laughs> I thought that we get a little. I'm actually really peek. glad they didn't do that. I, I'm Power glad too. Power yeah, season two. Power season two. Check it out. Never. Um, <laughs> not kidding. I'm kidding. I, I've never Has anybody it. watched it? I don't know. No. Have you watched I it? Watched season one. Of course it. you did. It was fan terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's what did. I wanted to hear. I knew it wasn't very Yeah, and I see the poster for season two, and even the poster, I'm like, Ugh. Oh, man. <laughs> the poster is just, like, gobbled together. Whoa. Yeah, anyway, good. love PlayStation, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, one of the things that I loved about this E3, even though a lot of the big announcements were kind of made beforehand, um, there were still a lot of surprises. And it was purely games. There wasn't anyone oh, trying yeah. to like push a new platform. You could argue VR might have been part of that. But it, it was really, like it wasn't ham-fisted. It wasn't a bunch of shitty tech demos. It was like, if it, is it ready to show, then let's show it. Mm -hmm. yeah. If not, then we won't. And let's just keep it to good, honest, awesome games that are going to come out. They got out of there yeah. in like hour 20, I want to say. And like I think, was it last year that it was two hours? It felt like two hours, almost two, like two hours and 15 oh, minutes. Sony? I could be wrong, yeah. But it was, it was really, yeah. really long. And it was a lot long. of talking about powers. A lot of talking about just other, just like weird company initiatives that they know gamers don't care about. Yeah. They're sort right. of like, here are the numbers for the, you know, for Sony and Computer Entertainment of America. It's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I thought yesterday they were much more on point. Yeah. Uh, and thank God it was only an hour and 15 minutes because it was the end of our drunk stream. Yeah. yeah. It was on time too, which and it was, yeah, yeah. It was on time. It was, yeah. Honestly, I, th I thought yesterday was a really, uh, like, just in general, a very tight. E3 press conference day, which was nice. Yeah. I think people are learning that, you know, we're here at E3 to hear about games, to talk about games. What are the games? It's like during the award shows where the accountants come out and everyone's like, I don't care about who yeah. you are. I want to yeah. see who won. I want to see the awards. And I think it's it's a nice change of pace to see, okay, this is what we have. It may not be everything that you want, but it's good. And here's when it's coming out. Yeah. And that I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that was Sony's initiative too with like PSX. They're like, it's all about the games. Mm -hmm. Just right. giving you the games. Yeah. Um, speaking of games, I played the For Honor oh, yeah. demo yesterday. So what did you think? It's it's fantastic. It's really I didn't, cool, right? I didn't get really? to play the multiplayer. Oh man! Uh, last year, this was the single player. Just it was like a level. That's what uh, James and Adam are doing right now. Oh, they are. Oh. Literally I, right I really, now. really liked it. I don't know how they'll feel about it, but um. I got to play the multiplayer last yeah. year. Same. And yeah, yeah, it was it was super super cool. Um, so for the single player, how does that work? Um, yeah. Because in multiplayer, there's like there's basically you have to shoot the gun. I think. Oh yeah, the right what's, stick. what's the gun? Uh, right stick? The, yeah, it's the right oh, stick. There you okay. go. It's not, okay. easy. <laughs> it's not easy to aim. Uh, so they had a, um, for, for the demo last year essentially, it was you versus the enemy team. There were a bunch of like AI grunts around. Uh, mm -hmm. And you, you could fight them for like points and you had to capture, capture and hold areas of the map. Mm -hmm. And then once a certain team hit a point cut off, you could, you could win. Um, how does it work in single player? Is it, is it the same thing just versus AI? It is, it is all just AI. Okay. Um, but you really feel like you are storming a castle. That's cool. And it's, it's really neat. Good. Well, I'm looking forward then for all of us to play it together. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's going to be really exciting. Because when, well, yeah, when For There's Honor, going to be people that get really good at that at too. I, I felt like For Honor was just going to be a, a classier uh, chivalry, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. classier is the wrong word, but just kind of a, a more polished chivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm, it's pleasantly surprising me because chivalry is a cool game. I can't really wrap my head around it and, and do well at it. But yeah, I was going to say it's not. It, well, it's not really. I feel like there's a large, very large barrier to entry with chivalry, where like you know, like it's kind of fun for 20 minutes to get out there and swing an axe or whatever. But mm -hmm. then after a while, you're you just end up like killing everybody that's around. Yeah. you. I feel yeah. really dirty. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, sorry. you. I, I f 
didn't feel too graceful playing for honor, mm -hmm. but I think with time you'll feel mm -hmm. like you're really coordinated and I definitely think there's a learning curve with that game because the combat is different. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ubisoft does that really well though. That they make you feel like you're doing really really cool stuff once yeah. you've learned the mechanics, and it doesn't take that long to learn typically, mm -hmm. usually. Because um, there's a thing where you can, there's a thing where you can, uh, you can like, essentially you body check. Uh, one of your opponents, and then you can throw them off the side of the wall. They cool. showed it in the, cool. and but you can also body check them, bring them down, and then knee them in the chest, um, which you feel pretty powerful when you've got your your giant uh, like blade or axe and you're swinging it around. But when mm. you just knee a guy, like full force, and I can't do this, I can't do this to talk. <laughs> no, no, it's actually really difficult. Yeah, I, I was really really uh, pleasantly surprised with that. Man, I'm, I'm I'm really looking, I, now I'm looking forward to it because I wasn't sure. I wasn't nobody. I hadn't heard any positive feedback yet. Those guys might come back and and not be, but I'm a simple I'm a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so am I, Elise. So am I. <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty excited to play pretty much everything I saw, which is is rare. Like it was just it was very directed. A lot of really cool games. The new Spider-Man looks really cool. Well, yeah. that was just a cinematic, though, right? I mean, like, I don't, I don't we care. We didn't see any gameplay. No, True. but I don't need to. But you, but you're, you're, you're <laughs> I trust the developers, man. Yeah. Insomniac. Yeah. You're a big fan of Insomniac, which makes sense. Yeah, because I, I mean, they are good developers. Okay. And they they get well, they get traversal mechanics too, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. All the all the Ratchet and Clank games, Sunset Overdrive. Right. They just right. nail um, moving around a space really well and make it fun. So. Them with Spider-Man is just like That's what Spider-Man does. Yeah. Also, it just makes me wonder what happened to Beanox. They got de demoted, I guess. They were Activision's old Spider-Man house. That was the that was the game. I actually played that game. Uh, I watched my roommate play it, and I played it, and Wait, man, which one? it was bad. The uh, the Spider-Man on, was it 360? Like, there were several of them. and Ninja Turtle one. Was it the time traveling one? Do but Shadows? It was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget the I forget the subtitle of it. It was just it it just wasn't good. It was it was like it Bottom was sort of like sucked. a web of shadows. And I had just seen I had just seen Amazing. It came around the, around the time of the first Amazing Spider-Man, and oh. and it wasn't it wasn't anything like it tried to be like the movie and it yeah. wasn't mm -hmm. anything like that. No, the ama oh the Amazing Spider-Man games. Yeah, those were those were bad. Those, those were yeah. quite so you bad. Want to take this? Um, which is a bummer because yeah. Spider-Man games are typically pretty awesome. The only thing that made me kind of like guffaw at that trailer was at the beginning he's like. He's like, wouldn't they think that a guy from Queens? Yeah. And I was like, you don't need to give us exposition about yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Stop telling uh, us about Spider-Man. We, we, we know Spider-Man. We know all about Spider-Man. Well, it's for the you know two people under a rock who don't know about <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. I, I feel like there's nobody left that will play a Spider-Man video game that doesn't know what Spider-Man is. <laughs> so like, true. I, I, there has to be, right? We, we can do a survey and find out, like yeah. out of 100 people. You just love yeah. that origin story, man. True. Also, if you guys get a chance to play that Eagle Flight game, oh, yeah. I know it VR seemed oh, yeah. like the way that it was presented, it kind of I was kind of let down because I played the Super Alpha back last year, mm -hmm. and it was incredible. And I know people were like, "Bird guns, okay," but for some reason, the bird guns actually work kind of well, and it's really fun because you do feel like you're flying, Ooh. and you can look around, and it's not just like the screen is on your face and you're playing a game, which yeah. is what disappointed cool. me before I put it on. Because if you're flying and you look back, it it's actually a little disorienting, and it's really fun. You feel like you're a bird, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it to come out. It's the Ooh. Owls of Gahul game. Yeah, that's, that's we what never I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, the one that we never got but deserve. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we talk about Days Gone? No. Briefly. Yes. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know what that is. It's a Last of Us clone. Yeah, there's, in my <laughs> opinion. there's a couple of those now, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, even God of War what else felt. Has Bend done the, the uh, oh, they did all the the siphon filters, and then they did the Golden Compass, the Vita games I never played, uh, Uncharted game, oh. something like that. They did one other Vita game. 
Isn't Golden Compass that movie with a talking polar bear? Yeah. yeah. His Dark I, Materials trilogy. What was the best book series on time? Find it on Audible. Oh, oh. Golden Bear? I don't know. It was Uncharted Gold. Crap. Yep. I'll look it up once. Okay. Hold on. But yeah, so they, um, you know, they're making a making a, a depressy game, a future depressy game with no color. Um, Man, we need more of those. Yeah, well, I, I Golden find, Abyss. That's it. That's the abyss I wanted. I just, I mean, it's fine. Sure, I just don't know what kind of game it is. Um, right. And some, there was a little bit of that at E3, like uh, teasers or or announcements that I was like, what, what is it? When is it going to be a game? Mm-hmm. Just a lot of like. Oh, you will feel more than you've ever felt. No, I'm gonna hit buttons. Yeah, yeah. And I want to know what the buttons do. Yeah, what they are. It's like a post-apocalyptic game about motorcycles and f- friendship <laughs> and brotherhood, friendship. And, and then little golem zombies. Like, oh yeah, there were golems. Like they're, they're swarms. Just Am swarms I the only one who's kind of sick of zombies? Yeah. At this point? Mean, no. Well, sorry, no, you are not the no. only one. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, people have been sick of zombies for yeah. ten years. Yeah. So like, I don't know why. I mean, like, but they're not zombies. You know, like in Last of Us, they were clickers. Right. So they now they're zombies. golems. And you now know? there's something else that yeah. the game is going to call them that aren't, aren't zombies, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's why I like Resident Evil 7. No, apparently no zombies, so we'll see. Really? I mean, th- technically they haven't been zombies for a while, or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it, so you didn't see any in the teaser, and then in the thing, like in the little PT-ish demo they put out, no zombies. It's That's just really it's creepy. It's like ghosts and creepy. And yeah, yeah, so it's paranormal, which is, is new for us, for Resident Evil, but I'm on board. It does look genuinely terrifying. But that, So that's the weird turnaround, right? Like, Last of Us came out, it was all excited, now they're getting the wave of Last of Us clones, which may be unfair, but they sure do look like they were directly inspired by Last of Us. Right. So now we're starting to get PT clones. Uh, <laughs> it seems yeah. like every every time, and, and you know, this is just how it goes, but every time yeah. something comes out that captures people's imagination, everybody else kind of rides on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, you have like a four-year turnaround until it becomes passe and stupid again? We'll, we'll we see. W- we, were, I mean, we were talking about earlier, Lawrence, the generation gap about how like we are sort of like, who cares about stories, you're just going to hit buttons type yeah. thing. But then, obviously, there are a lot of gamers that are like, oh, man, I can't wait to drive around on a motorcycle with my buddies yeah. and, like, you know, like, kill, shoot zombies, I guess, I, and find out why you're doing that. So, yeah. I, I, there is a whole, there are, I guess there's a whole, you know, section of the audience that likes this, that we're, we keep trying to, I, I, I don't want to put them down, but it's more of like, well, you're right, we're just going to hit buttons. And, like, you got really upset, even though you're drunk, but you got really upset about Horizon Zero Dawn uh, having dialogue trees. Yeah. And... Like, because it's all vestigial. Like, it doesn't. It's not going to mean anything. It is literally not going to mean a thing. But it's it's all the illusion, and and that works for a while. And that's that's more what I'm disappointed in that they would, they would spend all that time trying to sell this illusion again. Yeah. When you know, if you played Fallout Four, you know how that stuff's going to go. Yep. Or Mass Effect, or any other game with branching dialogue trees, you're. It's the same thing every time. And and to an extent that works. Um, I, I bought into like trailers that didn't show any gameplay for a long time. And I got super excited about them having never actually seen the game. Yeah. And then the process happens, the game comes out, turns out it's a game. <laughs> and after a while you get pretty you you your brain automatically distills down that you know, the magic is gone and what's left is the actual game that you're playing. Right. And if it's not a good game, no amount of no amount of like Mystique and salesmanship can change that. Well, you've been, you've been playing. I mean, like, think, think of it this way: you've been playing twenty years of games, right? Yeah. You've been playing probably fifteen, almost twenty years of games at this point. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're like, maybe we're not the the people that they're marketing to. Oh, you know, like maybe. There, because there there might be a few people that are only played five years of games or only played seven years of games. I don't know if they like. I like to think they're probably as jaded as we are, sure. even though they've only been they've been playing a lot less games than we have. But. Maybe they're not. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they you know maybe they're like oh I can't wait to talk to that robotic dinosaur about mm-hmm. who cares you know like but at at the same time uh, I, 
I feel like we are, as an audience, getting more jaded. Gamers are, in general. So Already. I think you're right. I think mm -hmm. there might be a shift at some point away from story-based games and all that other garbage that we don't need in a video game. Like Overwatch is a good example sure. of a game that doesn't really have any story at all. You're just It's just straight gameplay. Well, if you look for the story, it's there. Well, yeah. right, but at the same time, you don't need it. It's, it's not forced down your throat in a way that yeah. there are yeah. un unskippable cutscenes. I, I think yeah. I like when you can discover the story yourself if you so choose. Bioshock yeah. does that in the best way exactly. possible. Exactly. Yes. Also, yeah. um, The Division did that. Yeah. I think they did that Division very well. Really that. I didn't mind finding the collectibles because I wanted to know mm -hmm. what the story behind the collectibles were. When you got the, you know, the phone calls, you got to hear more about it, and it's like, I'm discovering the story if I feel like it. Yeah. But there's enough of the story that gets told to me on the missions that I'm not confused. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a good mix for us old jaded get off my lawn gamers <laughs> is if you want to know, you can. If I you don't, fuck it. I'm, I'm sort of the opposing of you guys. I love my stories and games. There you, go, yeah. you guys yeah. know this. I, yeah. I love it. I love a beautifully crafted story. I love depth and I, I love aesthetically beautiful games, which oh, usually yes. are, those are the games that not, not always, but a lot of the time, you know, you have to play a uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna, it's gonna look gorgeous because that's the probably the two greatest focus are story and then aesthetics. And I can't talk and do this. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. Here's what I learned: left trigger now. Now go. Oh ahead. yeah, because wow. it's backwards. It's stupid. Um, there you go. Yeah, there we go. And uh, no, I, I know James is very like. He does not want story in games, and I'll talk to him about the story of games I'm playing. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I'm playing Sherlock Holmes this week. He doesn't. <laughs> <give a shit. laughs> I'm solving mysteries left and right. He doesn't care. So it's um, I, I like story in games too. I don't want to sound too jaded. Yeah. It's more, it's more when that is the pitch of a game rather than the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I agree. Like Kojima and just gave us, you know, spectacle. Sure. To an extent. Yeah. And and that's fine. That's fine at this point because that's all that there is. The I'm sure Kojima's game doesn't exist. Right. It's just, <laughs> I, I mean, it's in his head, and maybe they have a prototype or an alpha, but nothing they could show on stage. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like when, when James was yelling about the PC Gamer show about how there was a game running at sub-60 FPS. Well, it's because it's not finished, <laughs> and that's right. what they look like. And, and yeah, it, it, you know, it take, as, <laughs> as we've, as, you know, has been repeated a lot, it takes, it's a real cost, time and money, to make those demos and make them look good. So. Oh, yeah. I, I understand why a game is pitched as an idea and not shown as a game because it's not really a game until a month before it comes out. Sure. So it's a bummer. I just I kind of wish that the language existed and the relationship existed where marketing and developers could talk to gamers on that level. Hmm. Um, but it's yeah. it's it's hard. I understand why it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And I, I like I said I enjoy the I enjoy the circus too. It just bugs me when people buy into it really hard. Oh, yeah. I think um, because they're setting themselves up for massive disappointment over and over. Oh, over yeah. Over. you got to go into E3 with a grain of salt, mm -hmm. I think, because yeah. if I've definitely been burned by too many games where I get so hyped about it, it comes out, and I'm like, oh. Like, what's an example? It. What's... Watchdogs. Oh, the first oh, Watch Dogs yeah. was everybody got burned. Everybody, everybody, burned. everybody yeah. got so Watchdogs got burned. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think that that's after Watchdogs happened, I kind of came back to E3 with okay, they're showing us these things. They want us to get excited about it because this is all they have. But let's wait and see until, like you said, a month before release, and then the hype can be real or not real. Because I feel like if two years before a game comes out, yeah. you start screaming and ripping your face off because you're so fucking excited, and then Watch Dogs happens, it's just you're going to get even more jaded even more quickly. 
So I always like to, you know, kind of like a, a proud parent. I'm like, you did great, game developers. You're doing your best. Pat them on the head and say, <laughs> good for you. You know, you, you, you and show they love it. They eat it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, you know. They love being patronized. <laughs> 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 four years of work, right? But it's, you know, it, the game will speak for itself, I feel. Once it comes out, it'll speak for itself. And yeah. I will play it. I will spend my money. Will I play it for five months or will I play it for five minutes? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. No, I... But I have to agree with, with you. you. I do love story. Like, that's why I love Kingdom Hearts so much. Because I love the story behind it. You actually know the story, though? I do. I'm one of the few people who kind of gets it. So you played every game? Yep. You kind of like the story. I, I, I believe she so gets you, you it. Believe, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you believe you get it. I believe that I kind of get it. Because, yeah, exactly. Those games are rough. It's because I played the stupid in-between games. Even Chain of Memories, the card game. Well, there's more in-between games than there are game games. Yep. Exactly. Jeez. So, and that's one of those where you have to play the in-between games to know what's going yeah, on. Because that's in the where game all the story game. is. Yep. It's ridiculous, and it's like it's all over the timeline. There's like all kinds of people splitting into multiple parts and pretending yeah. to be other people's splits. And yep. And then all of a sudden, two point eight's like we have ancient people now, and I'm uh, like, what? I don't need Christ. more stories. I was gonna say, do you like that though? Like, so, as somebody who knows the story, are you like, yeah, more story? So I got burned out on Kingdom Hearts story a little bit. Okay. Well, I yeah. yeah so did Hearts. everybody else. Yeah. I'm sure. I love Kingdom Hearts as a game, and I love it because it's kind of my childhood. Oh. But when I saw the tr preview for 2.8 and they're like people in unicorn masks we're ancient people keyblade war i'm like okay guys can we just just like get to the next back it off yeah. a little bit yeah. Yeah. yeah just chill kingdom hearts three a it's lot time. it's yeah. been time so uh, i'm curious what what plot hooks are you looking forward to being touched on and resolved in kingdom hearts 3 i want the nobodies and their somebodies plot to just be solid because everything has so much around it because then once what was it birth by sleep that came out with like lee is axel's somebody but who is he really and it's just like oh okay there's only so much mystery you can put in like sure. five games uh -huh. so i just kind of want the whole nobody's thing to be cleared up and figure out roxas zion or Shion or however you want to pronounce it like who are they and what the fuck do you, have you read the kingdom hearts other novels they're mangas have you read those? I have. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. That's, I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Well, the, the mangas are We want to make sure we have an expert. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like we do. <laughs> the, the, the mangas are based on the first game, and they're pretty good. They don't really clear up any questions, mm -hmm. but it's like, I just, if you go to a Kingdom Hearts wiki and try and catch up on what's been going on. Oh, Lord. You, You'll no, never. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's physically impossible. It, yeah. And so much of the Kingdom Hearts wiki is, this is unknown to us at this point. This is unknown to us at this point. It's like, I just want those holes to be filled up it to be wrapped up in a neat little bow and just be done with it. It sounds like it's turning into Lost. Well, yeah. It it's, and on is. the, I mean, on the Lost note, do you still have faith that the writers are taking it somewhere and know what they're doing? Or do you think that they're just kind of floundering around? <laughs> See, that's, that's, that is when I bail out of a story fast. That's when yeah. I can tell that there's really no direction and this happened exactly with Lost. Yeah. When yeah. season three started, it was like, oh, they have no idea what they're doing now. They're just kind of buying time and, and it's like inventing more mysteries to make it seem like this is going somewhere. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's what I feel like 2.8 is. Is they're yeah. like, we're going to make more mysteries to solve in 3. But I think the problem is Disney keeps buying things. Disney keeps oh, making mm -hmm. things. So then they think, shit, we need a new world. There's going to be a Star Wars. We can add more, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a Star Wars world. There's going to be a Marvel world, I'm pretty right. sure. Now they're adding, like, Disney rides in Kingdom Hearts as Oh, that's right, as, as summons? Attacks. Yeah. yeah, as summons and stuff. Is so I boat? feel like when well, Disney keeps doing more, Kingdom Hearts feels like, oh, shit, oh, shit, we got to do it too. Yeah. So I think that once Kingdom Hearts realizes, you know what? we can chill a little bit. That's when they'll kind of get back to the story and finish it. Because like, I don't want to see Kingdom Hearts become the lost that should have been dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of want it to end and then fans be happy with it. Oh, and, man. Mm, you know. 
Do you think that can happen? Do you think the story can end in, a, in, in any kind of way? At this point, I think they've shot themselves in the foot so much yeah. that there's only a bloody stump left, oh. and they're just going downhill. I, I will still play it because I'm a loyal Kingdom Hearts fan, and I'm excited to see where they go with it, but I don't think that they can wrap it up at this point. They have left so many loose ends that there really isn't a stable direction sure. anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. But you know what? What you gonna do? Japan, man. A yeah. franchise Japan's that never needs to end, <laughs> and it's more beautiful than ever. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Oh. Wait, hold on. We have yes. to add Link yeah. before we Ah, damn. <laughs> then, then Zelda. Yeah. So, uh, much like Link will equip himself with all sorts of <laughs> gear and gadgets to get through dungeons, perhaps oh, you should consider equipping yourself with a watch, so you can always tell the time, <laughs> in case you, I don't know, walk into a room where you have to put blocks around at the right times. Or you will be the hero of time. You'll be yeah, the hero, hero of time. time. <laughs> and for a, you can be the hero of time for a low, low price. Uh, <laughs> you can go to movementwatches or movementwatches.com slash dudes to 15% off your entire order. What are you um, doing? And that's for elegant timepieces starting at under $100, which is pretty sweet. Um, even less if you use our discount code. Oh, watches are cool, man. It's uh, everything old is new again. I see kids walking around with their creepy 90s hats. <laughs> it's, it's, we're in the 90s again. So just, we just walk around without a cell phone and wear a watch and talk to people face to face and pretend like you're living in the past because that'll make you cool. <laughs> and I'm, I am the guy to tell you what cool <laughs> <laughs> I can't see here. Can you guys see yeah, what Yeah, it's pretty doing? dark. It's really difficult, yeah. actually. I don't know what's happening. But yeah, uh, Movement, uh, they, they uh, basically sell direct to consumers so they don't go in stores. They don't have to do with markup or anything like that. They just have custom deals with watch manufacturers and then sell directly to the internet. So that's how they can sell good timepieces uh, for pretty cheap. Um, and I like the design. It's very minimal. A lot of, a lot of clean watch faces, bold colors. I'm digging it. I dig it a lot. I used to wear a watch all the time, except uh, it had like a cloth band and it got really stinky after a while. Cool. <laughs> so this is a metal band, yeah, which means it'll never smell. It won't smell. Unless somehow my, my stench is just that powerful. So, <laughs> But don't listen to me. Uh, you should check out Movement Watches instead. Uh, once more, that's mvmtwatches.com slash dudesoup for 15% off your order. So. Thank you for your sponsorship, Movement. And boy, what the hell are you? Yeah, jeez. What are you driving through it's right putting, now? It's putting mm -hmm. scenery in front of you. But yeah, Zelda. Zelda. Boy, that game's cool. Somebody, uh, somebody tweeted out a picture of like the original Legend of Zelda, uh, like cover art, mm -hmm. and it had like Link standing on a hill looking over this forest, and then they showed the new Zelda, and it's almost the exact same thing, but like rendered in game of Link oh. sitting on this like hilltop, staring out over a forest. Cool. Yeah. Huh. I'm. I'm really excited. And, and much like Microsoft, I feel like Nintendo's one of those companies that really tries mm -hmm. to give everybody what they want all the time. Um, you know, there are people clamoring for like a new Metroid or a new F-Zero or whatever. And they do it to the extent that they can. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Zelda's kind of uh, more evidence of that. It's like, okay, we re-released Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on 3DS. Oh, we re-released, so yeah, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on Wii U. So we've released four, re-released four Zelda games in as many years. And now we're making a new one that's different. So if you want old Zeldas, you can play basically entire, like two eras of Zeldas on modern consoles and handhelds, if you want to call that modern. And then also a new Zelda that theoretically looks like it's taking it back to roots. I don't know. I hope so. It looks like it's taking it to a uninhabited world. Like, I know it's Breath of the Wild, so it's just Lincoln Wilderness, but oh, we didn't see so any cool. other, other like yeah, you're right. no living NPCs characters, yeah. no NPCs, no towns, There's no Gorons, no. Uh, we, we didn't see anybody, and, and it, it just felt, you felt really alone. I, I felt alone watching yeah. that, mm -hmm. that trailer. Um, the enemies kind of have a, like, Wind Waker 
esque vibe cartoony, to some of yeah. them. Yeah. They're a little bit more cartoonish. Um, I would like my breath like caught when I was watching it though. I thought it looked beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited for the new soundtrack as well. Oh man! Oh, yeah. Every time, no matter what, if it's a Zelda game, the soundtrack is going to be incredible. So it's going to be orchestrated this time too. Yep. Yeah. Ever since Galaxy, they've finally been doing full orchestrated soundtracks, which so has great. just been phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah, hearing hearing a new Zelda is just going to be awesome. I don't know. So it's interesting because despite being a Zelda fan, Link to the Past was the first. No, wait, it was Link's Awakening was kind of the first one I actually played. Oh wow! Yeah, oh. and it wasn't until it wasn't until like three years ago. When I got a 3DS and they had the ambassador program where you could like download NES games, mm -hmm. that's when I played the original Le Legend of Zelda for the first time. So I actually never really knew that the series started off like that. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the Dark Souls approach where it's just you're in a world and there's no one else there and you're alone and you have to kind of figure out where to go and you might go into the wrong dungeon at the wrong time and you just have to figure that out. Um, I'm hoping the new Zelda does that. I hope that I hope that Nintendo is brave enough to put out a game like that where yeah. people can do the wrong thing and get confused and get lost. That doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. yeah. Even, even Dark Souls 3 was a lot more directed than 1 or 2. So even the people who seem to be carrying that torch are kind of backing off of that game design a little bit. It's definitely more what I thought Skyward Sword was going to be. Mm -hmm. it was, and it might, be, it might not appear to be at all what I think it is now, um, which is a much more open Zelda, kind of like you're describing, I think. Um, but I am really, really curious where it fits on the timeline, yeah. and what the state of Hyrule and every—if it is even it may not be Hyrule. Hyrule. Yeah. Um, this is Zelda Two was in some other, some other land. I'm just worried when it comes to open world, Dark Souls esque. I feel like Nintendo's gotten the rap of we're kid friendly, so not hand holding necessarily, but a little bit more direction. Sure. That comes with Nintendo, like modern Nintendo nowadays. Um, but I would love to go back to that, like. You're here, do just go. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm, I'm afraid that not Nintendo's scared to, but they've just gotten that reputation of you can give this to your small child and they can figure it out, you know. And I don't think kids would really adapt well to that. Like kids mm -hmm. these days maybe would adapt well to that, but that's maybe just me. You know, it's weird. It's, it's tempting to say that they wouldn't, but then again, kids play Minecraft all the time. True. And that is king of non-directed experience. Hmm. You just dumped into a world, you explore. Right. In the process of that, you can figure out some method of advancement. Mm -hmm. And there is the whole, like there's the nether or whatever, and there's a dragon you kill. Like there right. is an, there's a theoretical story and end to to Minecraft, and a lot of people just figured that out by playing it, so. But is that because it's marketed as that, or? Mm, no, absolutely not, and, and I think that kind of gets back to what we were talking about before, the, the division between like gameplay and story. Mm -hmm. It seems like, even though story is the thing people end up loving, it's not the thing that gets them into a game or keeps them into a game. Um, it's loving a story is kind of byproduct to, to enjoying playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> Although that's weird, I don't know, I played a lot of games, like I, gr I was reared on JRPGs, which, <laughs> are garbage to play, and you only play them for the story and the art and the music. Right. So it's it's an interesting conflict to kind of retroactively see, in terms of adoption and sales, that gameplay focused non-story games are the ones that tend to just puncture all sorts of, all sorts of gaming strata, whereas gaming folk or story focused ones tend to be very gamer focused. So yeah, when it comes to Zelda, you're right. Nintendo always has a very broad view. They always tend to make games for everybody, yeah. and I think part of that has been yes, it's been a little more directed, a little more helpful. I remember people lost their minds. Was it New Super Mario Brothers? If you die enough, it'll give you like a, a healthy star. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was yeah. the uh, the magical Tanuki <laughs> suit. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yep. And yeah, people lost their minds, even though you didn't need to use it. No, it's your choice. Yeah. Yeah, but there was, I guess there was that. Uh, oh, 
this isn't hardcore. Yeah, exactly, right? Nintendo, for some reason, ha has that reputation, I guess, just from the NES days still. So it'll be interesting to see if, if the new Zelda is more along that track, and if that means, will people suddenly say, oh, Nintendo's back, making the NES games we always needed, <laughs> now they're hard again. I have faith that Nintendo is protective enough of that franchise and, and has is aware of the trajectory trajectory of of people don't want their handheld in games and they know that they're going to lose their core adult audience mm -hmm. with that game because I don't I I my younger cousins I used to try to get them into Zelda they didn't care they didn't really, really yeah they didn't but uh interesting but like I I just I have I have faith I have faith that this <laughs> that this game will be uh what we've been asking for in a, in a Zelda game hmm. major faith I don't even want to ask for anything anymore I just I think Zelda's Zelda, like many franchises, is so old at this point. I just want them to keep trying new things. Yeah. I don't even care if it works or not. I just want it. I want something different. Um, I, w I want the feeling of of expansiveness and the feeling of of discovery when I'm playing it, basically, yeah. which I didn't have with Skyward Sword because yeah. I felt like I was returning. I know that that was part There's of their thing. A lot thing. of reuse of uh, yeah. Let's let's take this level and flood it with water. Yeah. Now you're right. back. And it and this feels feels big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I liked about Twilight Princess so much. That's my fi personally my favorite Zelda game is Twilight Princess. Um, I think because all of a sudden they they did a different story, like something was different about it. And I know that it got a lot of flack because it was dark and it wasn't like cartoony Zelda. But I I liked the other side to it, and I thought the combat was great, and I thought the level design was great. It wasn't as adventury and as exploratory. It was very linear, um, but I I don't know. There was something about Twilight Princess that'll always have like. A, a soft place in my heart, and I hope that this new Zelda, when I turn it on and I and I play as Link for the first time, and you know you hear the orchestra, like there's that, that one tear yeah. because mm -hmm. you're you're back, and that's uh -huh. what I'm hoping for. It's 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 strange. The last couple of Zeldas have been so artistically unique. Mm -hmm. um, maybe maybe I'm not giving it enough of a shot, but the game looks gorgeous, but it doesn't seem to have that intense, uh, unique style that the last couple of Zeldas have had. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe just the fact that it is open world is enough. Like the image of Link standing on top of a, a hilltop looking over a, a vast forest oh. is itself kind of part of the art style, the openness of it, the solitude of it. So maybe that's what it'll come to be known as. But when I think about the last you know, six or seven Zeldas, I have very strong, they all have very strong aesthetic that make them individual. Um, You're absolutely right. Kind of starting yeah. with Wind Waker, yeah, and going on. But I don't know, the new one, maybe I, I, I probably just haven't seen it enough. But it, it mm -hmm. hmm, has yet to, to really be like, I oh, that's, right. that's the whole vibe of this one. I, uh, I almost had a mini heart attack when in the trailer he uses the, the item that you see a, a grid oh, start yeah. to, uh -huh. to rise, yeah. and then, but then it turned into an ice cube that he jumped on. But I thought he was going to bring up some kind of crafting mm -hmm. system oh. when World I saw the grid stuff. or something, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh no!" Well, they showed. Some, <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a little scary. Um, luckily, it didn't turn out to be that. No, it didn't. And they showed some cool stuff, like uh, like a rock rolling downhill and killing oh. enemies, some like progressive stuff. He picked up a board and dropped it on moblins and stuff. Yeah. So there's. I think they're trying to communicate that this world can be spontaneous in that way. Mm -hmm. um, kind of the not necessarily the to Far Cry levels, but something similar to that where. It's the analog of like an elephant running through and killing everybody. Maybe you can be fighting a bunch of stuff and then all hell goes loose and then physics starts to take over where like rocks are like rolling around and I could see some cool boss fights with that, yeah. hopefully. Didn't show any dungeons, yeah. to my no, knowledge. They didn't show dungeons, they didn't show NPCs. I don't know, you guys. 
Yes. Yeah. Could it be a Zelda game without dungeons? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's got to be dungeons, right? I mean, yeah, like that's structure. It is a Zelda so game. Yeah. yeah. So familiar. I have to do that. Yeah, I Bruce feel like. Is, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just, I was gonna ask Bruce if there's anything he's excited about for me three. Yeah. For oh, for me three. Um, Hmm. I guess Death Stranding I'm relatively excited about, only because I'm curious to see if it is anything like PT. Um, here, you should probably play this. Oh no. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sorry. I can't talk and play this well. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. What? What? what are they? I mean, like Sony. Sony, I thought showed a lot better than normal, than or than Xbox. Um, than oh, Microsoft. Because yeah, Gra I was, uh, Sony's, I thought, Sony's conference was fucking awesome. Well, I thought Microsoft showed really well too. Like I was like I was like, wow, this is a really good press conference, and then Sony just totally blew them out of the water. So. Um, and, and that, that's the problem with that is that the games I saw there, even if I was excited about them, I was like, well, shit, I'm not, probably not going to play because I don't have a PS4. <laughs> um, and I'm probably not going to go after them. Uh, but I, I guess the Resident Evil, uh, also, the, also very PT-esque. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not going to end up playing that unless it's just like at a friend's house for a little bit or whatever, but it, it won't. It won't be me sitting down to play Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. The new Prey looked really cool. Uh, I didn't get to see that. Oh, you should watch it, man. Yeah, I, I, I probably would enjoy that. I'm really excited about that. Um, aside from the fact that it's just Arcane making something quote-unquote new, mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of cute that they're they're reusing that trademark. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. see, it's weird. I get, so the original Prey had themes, like it was a science fiction thing about aliens coming and harvesting Earth for organic material to yeah. eat, mm -hmm. and that was the meaning of the title. I'm wondering if... If this game is also called that because it has that theme in there somewhere, that human beings are just like food for something else, or if it was just a case of, okay, we're making this new game, Bethesda, what do you have trademarked that we can use? Here's a short list of a shitload of terrible titles we can trademark, yeah. <laughs> and also we have Prey, which is a nice word. It sounds good, easily marketable. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious how the, how the branding discussion went for that game. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it looked really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm down with like sci-fi horror. <laughs> Which is kind I guess the new Resident Evil is just more modern day paranormal stuff, but still. Yeah. It's still, I mean, like, that, it's, it's funny because E3 is less about the games I'm excited to play because you really, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is like, you're just going to end up pressing buttons. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and like, so I'm, I'm more excited to find out what the reviews are like and if people are enjoying them because then I'll probably end up getting into them if, if it's something I need to play. Uh, I, I am, what gets me really excited is to find out what company uh, or what, video game shows the best and I thought what was really surprising and fun was the COD demo yeah, yeah. Um, because everyone was like this isn't COD no this is something else like they were all kind of guessing and because I mean like none of us thought it was COD uh, and eventually after a while I was like this looks like Call of Duty like this looks like the way they're going uh, and it's it's Infinity Ward right um, yeah. Yeah. yeah this this time around I, I so I was very surprised to see that people actually were like well like they were kind of like okay, okay all right yeah. all right COD nice job um, which I thought was uh, was fun. So I, I I'm I'm more uh, more excited to find out who surprises mm -hmm. at E3 and less about like I can't wait to play this game. Right. Um, because right now Overwatch is taking up all my time. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the thing about the COD preview was it was just it kind of just happened. All of a sudden it just started and everybody was so yeah. Okay, what's what's going on? I'm liking this COD and like something in space. But I've never been a, a Call of Duty fan because I just feel like it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. But like you said, this is a surprise. This is something that it's an established IP. We all know it. Everybody yeah. knows what COD is, but it's something different. And you know, that's what everybody is trying to push developers to do. Everybody's begging for something different, something different. I feel like I don't know. Maybe they I, got something going on here. I, I think it'll be. I see. I think it'll be different, but familiar, like it always is. Where right. you know, like 
once once I started realizing the prompts were pretty much the same as COD and like the reloading like, animation. Yeah, like and you're gonna play through that level and be like, oh, that was cool. You know, like that yeah, was the yeah. three level and like it was COD. <laughs> right. Um, I just thought it was funny that they surprised everybody. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There were a lot of a lot of cool moments like that. Yeah. Um, not not to keep bringing it up, it's just on my mind. The Resident Evil 7 reveal I thought was one of those surprises. Yeah. Um, the demo was playing out and it looked nothing like Resident Evil. Also, I, I'm fascinated that it appears they're branding it as Biohazard <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, I think this is their like unification, they're tired of calling it different things in different territories. Because mm. it's Resident Evil, like, colon, Biohazard. And I think they're calling it that in Japan too, it seems like. That'd be a good move. So now they're That's just what they call it in Japan, right? Yeah, Biohazard. it was always called Biohazard in Japan. Yeah. So I guess they're finally merging the titles. Um, which is interesting. I don't know. The stuff like that is kind of cute when uh, when they finally pull the trigger on like, unifying their brands and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. You got to yeah. admit the logo's cool, the seven and the Z. Yeah, cool. that's yeah. super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, that was a great Whoever job. thought of that was probably so excited. They're like, wait. Yeah, yeah they got rid of the blowjob blow giraffe. I was going to say, they're trying <laughs> to save the giraffe blowjob. Completely made, made up for it, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I still need to play through six again. They put it out on Xbox One, so it won't run like crap anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they re-released it, like Capcom does with everything they ever do. <laughs> but that's fine. I, I really liked Six. That's, uh, I don't know, that's one of the things I love about Resident Evil. And kind of, I'm kind of hoping they get a little more experimental with Zelda in this way. Even though Resident Evil fans will give the series shit for changing too much. It's very strange. Uh, but Resident Evil has been three or four different kinds of games in its main series already. Not to, men not to mention all the spin-offs. So it'd be kind of cool if, if Zelda and other franchises could do that too. Just take an idea and then run with it. Then again, that's for the most part not what people want. Um, if you call something a certain title, that's kind of what they expect it to be. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird toss up between expectation and people get burning out on the same thing. Well, as long as it works and it earns money, that's I guess what people will do. I like to call it the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts conundrum. Oh yeah. Because it's like everybody, like I was saying earlier, we want something new, we want something different, but we want the old stuff back. It's like you can't decide what you want. So then when something like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts happens, there was such, I think, a split between fuck you, how dare you put Lego cars on our Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> and also mm -hmm. good for you, you did something different, but I still see where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. I think that there will never be, I don't want to say never, generalizing is always bad. Wow, that was two generalizations. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, I, I don't think that there will ever be maybe a complete harmony between gamers, old school and new, of, you know what, we all like this thing, or we all Just don't Overwatch. Like I was gonna say, Overwatch, yeah, Overwatch. Overwatch. is the complete harmony. Well, yeah, Overwatch know, some, is the harmony. There are, some, there are some naysayers that say it should have shipped with a single player, it should have more maps and sure. stuff like that. But there are also the, the people fallen, who are like, shut up about Overwatch, I I'm not gonna play it because everybody's playing it. And it's like, okay, listen, you know what, yeah. Overwatch is great. You're just being contrarian now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I, I think I, it would be a shame if uh, you're already dead. I can't see what's going oh, on in this B. fucking J uh, game. Hey, there go. Yeah. It would be a shame. I mean, it would be a shame if everybody agreed all the time. Yeah, the, it would be. The the tug, the tug of war is what makes st things interesting. So I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, you know, provide the thing that gets me is when it when it breaches like when it be, when it becomes willing willing ignorance of of certain restrictions, like the fact that games have to earn money, <laughs> yeah. and that you nobody can make content for free. There are certain things where it's like, okay, you have to be realistic. They can't give you everything for free. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, the people, the tug of war between, I want it to be this way, I want it to be that way. I, I like that. I like that discussion. As long as it stays respectful, of course. That's, that's yeah. typically how you improve anything, any medium. Of course, yeah. Is, uh, is discussion, usually. Absolutely. So. Well, uh, if you would, we have a special offer for you guys. When it, I, guess, I guess this could be considered discussion. Essentially, yeah. 
We are uh, raffling off uh, the ability to play with us H1Z1 at RTX. That's right, that's oh, really? So yeah, if you're good at, if you're good at H1Z1, please, we need your help. <laughs> this is going to be real rough. So, uh, so from now until June 27th, you guys can enter to be a part of our RTX Showdown team. You have to tweet using two hashtags and one at mention. Uh, that's hashtag H1Z1 Funhouse, hashtag H1Z1 RTX, and mention at H1Z1 KOTK on Twitter. Wow. Um, so yeah, do all those things. Uh, and then once you do that, you'll be entered into the drawing. As long as you put in those two hashtags and the at mention, we'll have all this information in the description. So, uh, But we'll have 10 fans to play with us during an RTX exhibition match. Um, You'll, and it'll actually be remote, so you don't have to be at RTX. You oh. can connect via the internet, play with us. Awesome. Protect us, please God, because <laughs> um, we're going to be real bad. Um, and you can be good and make us look good, and that's that's what you're here for, <laughs> to support us. <laughs> uh, so once more, that's uh, hashtag H1Z1 Funhouse, hashtag H1Z1 RTX, and at mention H1Z1 KOTK on Twitter. So just tweet with those three things in it. You'll be entered to please save us from ourselves, because we're going to be real bad at H1Z1. But it should be a lot of fun. Um, because essentially, hopefully, they'll just in the game. Can you like pick up another player and carry them around, <laughs> Princess Ruto them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can I literally know. carry <laughs> you. I got that badge above you. Oh That's boy. what I always thought was the funniest thing about Princess Ruto. Oh, I never did that. Oh, is that something you can do? Nah. Okay, good. I'm just playing, playing. She's a fish. <laughs> she yeah. she what she squirts out her eggs and waits for her mate to spray his genetic material on them. <laughs> yeah. It's very romantic. Is that what fish yeah. do? I've seen a lot of really messed up fan art. Man, <laughs> at, le at least the new Zelda is not 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 gonna give birth any disgusting fan art like Twilight yeah, Princess did. Yeah, at least we're not gonna. Twilight Princess yes, had will. disgusting fan art. Come on, oh, you, are you, you kidding me? Was it the wolf stuff? Yeah, ah. it was the wolf stuff and the what's her name? How oh, Midna. Yeah, Midna. Oh yeah. She had a little she had a little baby body like a little yeah. belly oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and she also could turn her hair into a hand. I bet mm -hmm. that doing spawned some you guys gross. I'll be back in a sec because James called me and I'm guessing it's probably urgent. I've seen I've seen I've seen that hand do a lot of things to that wolf. He like hey Bruce just wanted to check in. Yeah, James is just lonely. Fuck this. I don't know if this is off topic or anything. Uh, not this podcast, not Mika. Th oh. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just playing with you play. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but uh, Overwatch characters that are going to be coming out. Is that a thing? Eventually. Eventually? They've said, they've said as much, yeah. So do you think it's just going to be kind of like a, a league thing where just more characters come out? Or if it's going to be like Overwatch 2? Like pay oh, hmm, it's hard to say. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if they just kept adding content for free. Right. <laughs> uh, like Wouldn't more, that be nice? Yeah. And, and Blizzard, by and large, does that with most of their games. They'll just patch in new content as it's available <gasps> and tested. Right. So I'm kind of hoping that's how it's going to be. Like every two or three months, they'll release a new character, kind of like Street Fighter V is doing. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool if they could follow that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They haven't announced, to my knowledge, they haven't announced what the post-release content will, will work like. Yeah. I think they said all the maps would be free. Oh, there's going to be new maps and stuff? They have to be, right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I love Overwatch. I spend all my time doing Overwatch. I spend all the time that I should be doing other things doing Overwatch. Also doing Overwatch. So it's not like I'm bored of the content, or I will be at any time, because it's a great game. I just do hope that eventually there will be some, some new stuff to yeah. play around with. And to be real, uh, I've spent like a stupid amount of money on those loot boxes. Oh, yeah? If, if it's paid to get a new character, I'd do it. I would too. They they have their hands just like gripped tight around my soul at this point. I'm back. Bruce's back. Hold on, let me, uh, there we go. All right, I'm on. Oh board. yeah, I'd I'd be very willing to spend money on over. I don't know. I I, I bought it twice because I had to. I bought it on PC and then I bought it on Xbox to play with my girlfriend. 
Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like I've given it enough money now. Yeah. Uh, now, and I, I'm not in any big hurry to open loot crates, but yeah, for new characters, new maps, I'd, I'd shell out for that. I'm such an aesthetic person when oh. it comes to video games, so yeah. I wanted that certain McCree skin, I wanted that certain Mercy skin, so I, I put my money in that, and I I would say I regret it, but I don't. Yeah, did you did you get them? No. Oh! I got my Mercy skin, well, but not my McCree skin yet. You mean like the skins you can't buy, the ones you just have to wait for to drop? Is that what you're saying? Well, you can buy all of them, but you can't buy coins. Yeah, you can't directly buy oh, anything. That's right. You can yeah. only buy chances to unlock it. Yeah. Exactly. And then theoretically, the more you unlock, the more coins you'll get because you'll have more duplicates. But that, I hate that. I yeah. hate the duplicates so much. I, I feel like, okay, listen, just either give me new shit or let me buy coins. Yeah. Because I would not mind buying coins to buy what I want because I think I have a fully decked out character for someone that I don't play, ever. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of insult to injury because it's like I have two unlocks for McCree, who's one of my mains, and then all the unlocks for Roadhog. Oh, geez. You never and play Roadhog? I never play Roadhog, mm. ever. I think the first legendary skin I unlocked was his like tiki oh, yeah. skin, That's and I was cool. so salty about it. Um, I worked really hard to get Mercy's skin and everything, but I feel like the leveling up takes so long that... It does, after a while, you yeah. Can you, you'll be so oh. proud of yourself. Like, I got to level 60 loot box, and it's like three grays and a blue. Yeah. One, uh, one player icon you don't want to use. Right. And then three duplicates, and it gives you, like, two coins. Yeah, it's a really interesting setup. It's, very, it's a very mobile game type of setup. Mm -hmm. You can't... Yeah, you can only pay for the chance to unlock things, which is something mobile games have done for a while now. Right. I, I can't tell if I like it or not. The idea that you can't <laughs> just directly pay for over coins and then spend those on things. I guess that's how, what, Team Fortress 2 and CSGO pretty much are. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you know what? No. You can so, buy crates. so this is the, well, no, the, th the thing with CSGO, and this is the thing that I've always liked about CSGO, is that in the case you really wanted a skin, it's on the store. That's true. So it's yeah. on, so what happens is you can put it up for auction and you can sell it, and so then, then it becomes like its own economy, which I think is really, really cool, and I'm hoping mm -hmm. Overwatch is going that way with it. Mm. So like if you unlock a skin, you can sell your skin, on the you know Blizzard store or whatever, right. and then you make some money that you can put back towards either the game or whatever else. It, it ends up becoming actually your you know your cash uh, that you can use then for Steam or whatever. Um, and I hope that that's where Blizzard goes with it because uh, they tried that with Diablo. Um, they did, but it was a total failure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why though. I, I know it failed like right away, but I don't know why. It didn't. Well, so it didn't fail right away, but I think by virtue of it being there, it changed certain aspects of Diablo, like how the loot system works how the drops work. Yeah. And then there was a lot of there was a lot of anger that players felt like they had to buy right. gear to overcome certain difficulty humps. Like uh like scaling up in difficulty, there was basically a cutoff where you could not possibly be good enough to kill things mm. at that level to be able to get the gear from that level. So you were just basically stuck until you put in 20 or 30 bucks into gear to get you over that jump so you could start playing again. Uh. It was weird. It was really weird. And that's I think maybe what Blizzard wanted to even though it's, yeah, it's not gameplay related, so I don't know why they'd, they'd shy away from just selling skins and things like that, voice packs. Well, they made a, an achievement out of it. Yeah. That was the, the trade-off, is you can't buy what you want because we've made chance and luck an achievement. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, eh, I, I, I guess. I do like that, yeah, because there are some sprays that are tied to actual achievements. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really smart way of doing it. Each character has two. They have like a little chibi and a pixel spray that you can get. Yeah, there aren't any skins for that kind of thing. I don't know. I'd like to see more of that too, but yeah. what you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, that would be cool if they start unlocking more skins or start giving you more things, because you know you you see the same variants all the time now, and it's the I think the novel not the novelty, but I remember the first time I went through everybody's skins and I was freaking out like, oh my god, that's so, so cool! And I was like, oh, yeah, normal now. So if they could un unlock or release some new stuff, I think that yeah. would just keep it fresh. Just every few months or so, just. 
Well, something. I bet they will. Um, Blizzard makes content at a pretty fast pace once yeah. once they have everything else sorted out. I'm, it's interesting. I would have expected there to be some kind of content bumper by now. Maybe they're preparing the first first pack. But mm -hmm. yeah, I would expect some kind of trickle of skins or voices or something like that. Yeah. Well, right. regardless, uh, we've trickled out our time now. Yeah, we oh. have. So uh, it's time for the fan, sh fan house, which is going to happen yeah. right after the podcast. So yeah. stick around, you guys. We're going to swap on over to that. But uh, if you're watching on YouTube or maybe listening at home, thank you for listening. Appreciate your uh, appreciate appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah. And yeah, we're we're just a little mellowed today. <laughs> took it pretty hard last night. So sorry, there's not as much screaming as usual. But oh, one thing I should say. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to not be mellow in a few days for Let's Play Live. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and if, uh, I know there are still tickets, just a few tickets available. Um, so if you guys want to buy tickets for Let's Play Live. Use the code Let's Play L E T S P L A Y, and you'll get fifteen percent off the tickets here in L A. Yeah, for, man, for Let's get Play it. Live. And if you go to roosterteethlive.com, right? That's uh, where you get it. I just Google Let's Play Live. Let's Play Live. Oh, I'm not, I mean, I, I just Google it and it pops up. Let me check here. Oh, on, yeah, uh, on on like, yeah, if you just Google Let's Play Live, you can find where the ticket for the Dolly Theater. But uh, but it's in L A. And uh, use the code Let's Play for fifteen percent off. So that's gonna be a hell of a show, man. Yeah, some no, of the stuff it, I'm hearing. It is going Same. to be a hell of a it's show. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited. Uh, we we got to see the the little intro video for it, and it was fucking it was it was cool. pumped. Yeah. I got really excited. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really that's cool. one of those moments. I'm like, damn, I have one of the coolest jobs in the entire fucking world. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. And yeah, get your tickets. 15 percent off. Code Let's Play. Yeah. We will play. So please join us there. And thank <laughs> you for joining us now. Uh, but stay tuned for Fan Show, which is coming up right now. <laughs> 